from the Ram Studio, connected by AT&T. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. With you me suck, is Simmons. DeMarco Farr. He is trying to heckle me before the show even begins. I wish you guys could have heard what he was saying before we started. Beginning and, and end. There is no yes. beginning and end of the show. Okay, it's just a circle. Yeah, Time so is a flat it's, circle. It's it just a conversation keeps going. between Miles and DeMarco. Excellent. That never and stops. No, it doesn't. Yes. Even when the TV or the recording is yes. off or on. on the bus. Bus four or five people. Don't yeah. you love bus four or five? Are you, you're on bus. Four. Yeah, yeah. On the way to the game from the hotel, mm -hmm. what bus do you get on? I get on bus three because there's oh, usually you're a bus four buses. Three guy. I can't tell. Well, because you. well, no, because I go early. You hang with the players. I don't hang with the, the players. The bus four people are the cool folks. I, well, you I to just speak freely about the game. Yeah, well, I just like to. Well, I do that after um, True, in hum, hushed voices, but I, I like to get there early and to yeah. see the state. I like to go on the field, have a moment with myself. Find you your know. station. Sort out. of, yeah, yeah, yeah and then you. go go to the press box and do all those kinds of things. Yeah, that's the cool thing about being on the sideline. I just walk, drop my bag in the and, locker room. I think you're there. And I'm there, right? Yeah. I don't have to go up to the booth anymore. That's that's sort yeah. of the hard thing is, like, trying to find the press box from, like, different, you know, venues and different stadiums. Right. Including the one in New England where we just were uh, last Sunday Man. where the Rams lost 26-10. to 10, yeah. And, you know what, that game, it was sucked. a score. Well, yes. <laughs> that game sucked. To be it, honest. The score is closer than that game really was. Oh, that was a a, a more thorough ass whooping than what you got in New Orleans. Yeah, it was. Uh, the score didn't say it, but I mean, look, they outclassed you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but something. It, look, there's only one story out there right now. You know, when you talk about the Rams, it's always about Jeff Fisher. So when you got the text, were you on bus three heading to the stadium? I the, was, the message about the yes I was. Uh, what was I your saw, reaction? Well, I thought, why is this leaking when we're on the way to the stadium? That's what I when I saw it, I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh my god, so what else could happen? Right, right, it, it right was now. That, honestly, that's exactly what was my reaction. Was what else can kind of happen this week? I mean, like, let's be honest, it was not the best week from a PR standpoint <laughs> for head coach Jeff Fisher. I mean, just between all the things that were going on with Eric Dickerson stuff and the sideline passes, and God knows we don't need to talk about that. But also, I mean, Why from not? the well, no, I just <laughs> it's, from the standpoint it's of it's over. It, it's it, not it going is. away. It well, yeah, but I mean. From also the, like the stuff on the conference call when he said oh, Danny and the, of course he means Danny Amendola like come on guys like he's not talking about Danny and Woodhead. then you couldn't find your challenge flag yeah well, that this was is after yeah yes. this is just a lot I mean it was this, just a, it was a lot, it was a lot. It was I mean a lot. but just think about what the the players have to go through because we all got the same messages at the same right. time we all have smartphones but they have to keep their game face on. You reacted, I reacted. I, I imagine they reacted on the inside. Sure. While you're on the way to New England. Yeah. I mean, instead of thinking about the fight, you're thinking of probably what am I going to say about this when they ask me after the game? Really? No. <laughs> do, you, do you do you think that that's actually? Thing? I mean, because you obviously you weren't uh, a player when they had smartphones, but you know, as a former player, is that something that would go through your mind uh, if that's well, the news you hear? Yeah. I mean, it's it was a distraction. It was another distraction. <laughs> this time, it happened on the way to the stadium. Sure. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in Los Angeles before you get on the plane is one thing. Go home, rest, get a good night's sleep. You can compartmentalize what's been going on with the Eric Dickerson stuff. Right. This happened on the way to the game. Yeah. yeah it's going to get in your kitchen. Uh, there was no shock to me that the team kind of slept walk on defense early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you warmed up to the game. Right. Played pretty well. Uh, you couldn't overcome. You couldn't move the ball offensively, and no. you lose. But just that first couple of, of drives where – 
a blunt gets out. Right. And he spins a safety into the ground. Yeah, that was... Whew. No contain on a simple inside give that mm -hmm. bounces out. Wait a minute, man. You make that play 90, 99% of the time. Exactly. Now this one goes for a touchdown? Well, come on. They got to be connected. Right. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, that you would put it that way. And I mean, that's, that's the kind of perspective that you can give that I just can't. Because yeah. for me, I mean... I'm sitting in the press box and, you know, obviously you hear the news and I, you know, because of my employment situation, it's not like I, if the Rams aren't putting Would out a press fired? release, it's not, no, oh. I'm saying because. <laughs> What's your employment situation? That my employment, oh. my employment situation means because of who I am employed by oh, as okay. in the Los Angeles Rams, right. right? You know, we got to wait until these kinds of things are official and right. if they put out a press release, that's what happens or that obviously did not happen. And so Fisher addressed it after the game. And then um, I put it in an article because that's the way we do things. But, you know, just. From a reporter's perspective, it's interesting just seeing how it unfolded and then how the team has to then play. And then, like you said, how the team has to answer the questions about it, because, I mean, that, that that's the way these kinds of things work. Well, this is the last thing you want to think about going into Gillette. Probably. You know, yeah. I mean, like all you have left at that moment, I mean, because both teams prepared pretty much the same way for the same length of time. So it's all about edge and focus, mm -hmm. right? So I would bet that you lost some on the way in. We'll think about New England, galvanized, yeah. ready to play. Yeah. That's why it, it seemed like they took the fight to you. And sneaky home field advantage for Gillette. You, what do you mean? So how is it sneaky? We always talk about Seattle and that freaking crowd noise, right? Yeah. Um, some other places. When you talk about home field advantage, how many times have you actually mentioned New England? I would mention outside New England of the all. playoffs. Okay, I mean, but I, I mean, I would mention it all the time. Well, but that's me because I, I mean, and I'm not saying I grew up a Patriots fan, but I grew up enjoying watching the Patriots. I always yeah. have, and their greatness. So there's a reason why Bill Belichick has the record he does in December and in, in no, November and December. You know, they always talk about how uh, season starts around Thanksgiving. That's yeah. sort of this thing that you know comes out of New England, and then you have Bill Belichick's record in December. You have his record against um, rookie quarterbacks in that stadium, which is now nine and zero. Uh, after Sunday's game. No so, doubt. I, I, to me, it's not sneaky. Maybe well, to the average fan, though, it might be. Well, I mean, but he also wins on the road. They win everywhere. Yeah, they, they do. They can win on, <laughs> you know, neutral fields. They can beat you. <laughs> they can beat you in the parking lot. <laughs> so, right, when you talk about home field advantage, yeah, you talk about records and the greatness of Tom Brady, but that kind of carries over, the greatness of Belichick. But right. just to, you know, sit there and watch Tom Brady warm up in the backdrop of four championship banners. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this guy with my mouth open, like, wow, there he is. Yeah. The greatest ever is right there. Well, yeah. I can only imagine what that feels like as an opponent hmm. when you're warming up on his field, because that's what it felt like. So um, if you're not 100% focused on the game, you've already lost, hmm. you mm -hmm. know? So something just didn't feel right about the way the game started. Hmm. And as soon as that little inside give bounced out and you couldn't stop it, okay, yeah. this is going to be a rough day. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a rough, rough day. And that's what I thought. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I was surprised that the defense recovered the way it did, but yeah. it's Prideful. not like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of pride on that side of the ball. And yeah. there's a lot of pride in the locker room And no room Gronk on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think we saw both of those things kind of come to fruition. I, and I think the Patriots' offense is going to be an interesting story going down the stretch of these last four games and how – Without Gronk? Yes, and yeah. how they can get prepared to go to the playoffs because, you know, before yeah. Gronk goes out, everybody's talking about the – you know, handing basically the – 
AFC to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Now, I, I don't think that's so that's so written in stone right. because of the way their offense has to now continue to go. I thought without Gronk, maybe LeGarrette Blunt could be the focal point. Sure. I mean, for for the stretch run from now until the Super Bowl, if they make it all the way, maybe he becomes the MVP mm-hmm. and, and Tom Brady becomes the counterpunch to running the football. Yeah. I, I don't know how much... Uh, of of bad run defense he's going to see from here on out right. after that game. Well, even in that game, I mean, he got 43 yards on yeah. one run, and then it was basically 17 Lockdown. for 40, 45 the rest of the way because he had 88 Yeah. So uh, on 18 carries. With so, a lopsided score. Yes, So exactly. carries mattered less than yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's controlling everything. Yeah. I mean, look, that's easy for Tom Brady. You know, when, when, you, have to con- when you have to contain LeGarrette Blunt and – Stopping the pass is secondary against him? Yeah. Well, look, they're going to control it all the way down the field on you. Well, it wasn't just the fact that the Patriots were controlling the clock in that way. I mean, they, they won time of possession 37-57 to 22-03, right? And yeah. that is because the Rams had so many three and outs oh. offensively. 25 yards. In the first quarter? In the, no, in the first half. First half. First half, it was yeah, 25 yeah. yards. It was 26 before Goff takes and lost count. goes into halftime. And, you know, if not for that 66-yard pass that gets the Rams down the field, um, um, inside two minutes, they finish under 100 yards. Yeah, in 100 in, in total yards. Did anyone ever ask you after the game and when you saw the the lack of offense by the Rams? Did anybody mention that Tavon didn't play? Um, yes, some people did, which yes. I think is kind of alarming. That one of your best players was out, and you have to get until Thursday to mention his name, not being there. Interesting. That, that should have been a big deal on game day, and it wasn't. It was, it was a bigger a big, deal okay, that yeah. Quinn was out. I, that's really fair. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think it was almost a bigger deal that Roger Saffold was out yeah. in terms of you know, what the me. conversation was on Sunday. The con- You're right. The conversation was not necessarily about Tavon Austin being out yeah. and what that meant for the team. I mean, obviously, it got brought up, you know, when inactives, and then Fisher brought it up as well in his Monday press conference, but right. that was not... That was Something not the you, story. You circled, yeah. It's crazy, and no more vote for Kenny. I, this <laughs> is this. No, I'm serious. This is this is Pro Bowl making season right now. Yeah, this is. You're right. Last and stretch of the season. This is where Goff needed you, and really needed you to step up. Sure. And you had a couple of drops. As a matter of fact, your oldest guys on the field had the most drops. Right. Yeah. Yes. Brian Quick and Kenny Brady. Uh, just. And Lance Kendricks. And Lance Kendricks, yeah, you're right. right off you're your right. hands Excuse for me, a pick. Yeah. So this is where they needed you to stand. He needed you to stand up and make plays for him, and you could not. So, look, like I said, go back to getting that message. Where did your edge go? Where did your focus go? Because mm-hmm. it clearly wasn't on football. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the way we saw the results of what happened on Sunday, I mean, it wasn't just drop passes, right? And Fisher was talking about this, too. You know, you had – Really, really critical mistakes up front when it Ugh. comes to pass protection. Yes. You know, both of those interceptions are not necessarily on the quarterback because, as you said, you know, the one goes off of Kendrick's hands and then it goes into the hands of Malcolm Butler and then he returns that and then they get a touchdown. That's a sudden change. It's, it's, it's hard to defend that. It's hard to defend Tom Brady when you're giving him literally 30 yards. Right, like right. How, how are you supposed now to stop that? Now he's got that? sudden change in the short field. Exactly. Yeah, that's very, very difficult goat. to put on. Your... Yes, <laughs> and he is. he's going for a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
it's difficult to put that on your defense. And then also, you know, when you have a guy come up and then he hits Goff's arm and then the, the, the ball just goes floating up into the air, that's something that's kind of on pass protection. So, I mean, you're talking about, and Fisher, again, Fisher said this, there's too many quarterback hits and then there's also too many drops. First talked about there being six drops, three of them on third down. So these are critical situations and critical errors, really, that the Rams have got to correct. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's, we'll have a teaching moment. Okay, and I love you it. you run an inside stunt, you know what an inside stunt is on defense? I, I do, but explain it for us. Particularly the, the two inside defensive linemen, mm-hmm. your tackles, so yes. to speak, your nose tackle and your under tackle. Aaron Donald and whoever else is out there. Sure. Your interior guys. When you run an inside stunt, one guy's going to be the penetrator. Mm-hmm. One guy's going to be the wraparound guy or the come-around guy, right? Uh, only one guy is supposed to make it. Either okay. the penetrator does his job and acts like a pull cue and knocks a few guys off so the wraparound guy's free to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or the penetrator's quick through the hole that they can't adjust their protection, and he slips through, and he gets pressure. Right. And the wraparound guy takes contain. When you see two guys run an inside stunt and they both meet at the quarterback, You've got problems up yes. front. Really. Yes. They hit Jared Goff at the same time yes. on an interior stunt. That is something you could take, frame that little piece of video, send it out to every high school and Pop Warner coach, and say, this is how you run an inside stunt. Hmm. You could teach off that. Now, when that stuff starts to get home, you're going to miss everything else out there on the field. Mm-hmm. It's no shock Jared Goff took a beating. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I loved his toughness, though. Yeah. He, it, just like Brady getting hit. Brady got smacked a few times, mm-hmm. and it didn't bother him. It can't bother Goff either, even if it does. Yeah. you got to bounce up. You know, um, you know, we were talking to Maurice Jones-Drew a couple of weeks ago before a game, and he was talking about um, being with the Raiders in 2014 mm-hmm. and being with Derek Carr. And he said something oh, yeah. that I thought really, really was, was really interesting. He said, you know, I told Derek, you have to be able to stay in the pocket. Sometimes you're going to get hit. But if you get hit and you just take these hits, man, for like this first year – you're going to be able to keep your pocket presence the rest of your career. And I think, you know, we're kind of seeing some of that with Jared Goff right now. The fact that he cannot just stay in the pocket, but he can elude some guys once they start to get into the pocket, makes a little bit of plays with his feet, find a passing lane and get the ball down the field. I love when quarterbacks own that spot at the top of their drop. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if we can get into that halo, so to speak, we can disrupt them. Uh, Some guys will run from that. As soon as you get into that halo... Something breaks down in them, like it's either fight or flight, and they yeah. start to move around, um, or run, or or just you know bail out. But the longer you can stay in the pocket in the well, so to speak, uh, the better it is for your offense. Because sometimes all you need is that one step, right? Just for that receiver to clear, or you can throw them open, and you're going to take a hit. Um, every quarterback is going to take a hit. I'll give you Jim Kelly, drilled yeah. him. I mean, knocked the stuffing out of that guy, and he laughed at me. <laughs> he, really? he just kept. <laughs> laughing it didn't bother him that got in my kitchen what do i have to do to rattle this mm-hmm. guy you can't well i mean it's all about messages brady when he hits you he doesn't even give you the respect of looking at you <laughs> he just picks himself up i don't care <laughs> same thing with goff i mean he's doing a great job in the pocket but i'm with you running backs tight ends offensive line definitely have to do a better job in pass protection 
not just physically, mentally. Yeah. You're going to have to see these things because the world is coming after you. Exactly. Because you have a young quarterback. And that's the yeah. way that's the way this league works. When you have a young quarterback, the young quarterback is going to get blitzed. He's going to tr- they're going to try to send some stuff that he probably has not seen before on the field. Now, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Goff said But when you blitz, what are you here. doing in the back end? You're if, leaving guys open. If you're a receiver, you're in man coverage. Right. Catch your one on one ball. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Help your quarterback out. Right. You have chances to extend drives. If you don't drop it, you move the chains. Mm-hmm. You start over. You've seen that blitz uh, now. Yes. That's information. Right. Right. You go three and out, well, they've got you on the ropes, and you'll never see the next one coming. Exactly. And that that's part of the issue is that, and Goff said this after the game, he was talking about how it wasn't necessarily things that he had not seen before, but it was kind of the way they would disguise things and the way that they wouldn't really want to run, excuse me, the same thing twice. Yeah. And when you have a guy like Matt Patricia, who's their defensive coordinator in New England, and he is meticulous in the study of the yeah. details and things like that. It's hard to overcome if you're not doing what you need to do right. You know, it's hard to overcome him sending all these different looks if you're not making the plays when you're catching the ball. Well, don't make him a guru. You a know, guru. the guru, a guru, a guru. I mean, some of that <laughs> stuff was just based six-man pressures that got home. Right, no. So when you can draw up anything or call anything and it works – you're a guru that day. It's not anything exotic. Well, but I mean, so there was a, mon- a story in uh, the Monday Morning Quarterback from Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It was about Matt Patricia and how, I mean, this is a guy who could have been a rocket scientist, right? Like, do you know that? That he could have been I a rocket to be scientist? Impressed? Yeah, oh, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I just, I think it, it was an interesting story to me because it talked about how he's gone from like basically graduate assistant, if you will, of the New England Patriots yeah. up to defensive coordinator because of his meticulous smart study. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. smart. He studies, he knows things inside and out, and I he's, his attention to detail is basically off the charts. So I think when you have that and you have that kind of person that's sending things after a quarterback in his third ever NFL start and you're already going into this hostile environment, you already know Tom Brady is going for the record, you need things to go right for you. And so Yeah, but when... that wasn't the space shuttle that hit Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, that was Rob Nikovich <laughs> running over Rob Havenstein. You know what I mean? Or it was Chris Long. That, yeah, that's around. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything exotic. I mean, they just had pressure. They got pressure. They sent guys. Uh, they sent backside slot corners. Yes, they did. After they you. did. Like the Rams do. I mean, yeah. and it just got home. If you don't slide the right way, if you know, if, if the running back and the center aren't on the same page, then that guy gets home. So, yeah, uh, he had a great game plan, and they executed. Mm-hmm. And the Rams could not match. Now, on the other side, the Rams brought everything they could after Brady. They and sure got did. to him sometimes. Um, sometimes you have to tip your cap. You know, here comes yeah. LaMarcus Joyner, scot-free on a blitz, hits him right in the rib protector, but he flips one out to Edelman, and he catches him. Mm-hmm. Tip your cap. It happens. Yeah. It's not exotic. Everybody does the same right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's just one. That's why Tom Brady is who he is. You know, that's why right. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Because yeah. he can withstand those hits. I mean, you got TJ McDonald coming after him and hits him. The ball's already gone, though. You know? Right. Let me flip that around. Okay. Edelman made a nice catch, too. Yes, he did. That's I, the I, I others. Bring that up. See, Goff could have had some of those type of plays mm-hmm. under pressure. Gets it out to Britt that would have been a first down, except he drops it. You're on the bench. Right happens uh if you hit lance kendrick's uh, if he if kendrick's catches that that's a first down he's wide open he that is a first it's a it's a first down with a tight end on a db 
it should with be a, a lead. First that's down. Go, that's going to be a first down. He's going to drag that guy for a yard. You you'd like to think so. Yeah, if he can get his head across and stop Lance Kendricks from that position, then he's an All Pro. All right, that's going to be Maybe. a first down. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You yeah. played, not me. I'm just saying. No, I, from that like position, I said, no, Earl Thomas maybe. I'm just saying. Man, what a shame it is. I mean, off topic, but man, Earl Thomas going down. I, I hate to see things. Why are you sad? Because he's a great we competitor. We still got to go there. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, it's the Were same you sad Gronk was gone? Yes. Why? Because I want to see Gronk play. You mean and add 14 more points to the score? No, I just. Yes. No. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, and LaMarcus Joyner said this last week. You know, you want to go up against those guys. Sure, I wish he was right, there. As a competitor. But if he's not, great. As a, as a fan of the league, I'm just saying. That, okay. Like, would you rather face Brady or Garoppolo? I would obviously Garoppolo. Thank you. When you're trying to get a win. Yes. Okay. When you're try- yeah. Are I you know. hope? I bet you're hoping Julio Jones is 100. percent No. Well, I just. Hell no. I, wanna... I hope he's 50. <laughs> I hope he's 20. <laughs> percent I want to see Julio Jones play. I want. You know, I want to see the Rams go up against this competition. I think it's good competition, and that's that's as as a fan of the NFL, that's what I want to see. As as someone who works for the Rams, yeah. obviously I want them to win. Did you see the last time that the Rams played Julio Jones? Were you there in Atlanta? I was not. No. You were not the there. Year, that was the year before okay. I, I got this job. Janoris Jenkins was covering him, right? Yeah. And he went on a go route, and Matt Ryan put it right on the money. So now it's all just about tackling him. Mm-hmm. Plays over. He had a step on Janoris. He caught it. Now you just have to tackle him to live to fight another day. Right. It looked like a little kid bouncing off a of Clydesdale <laughs> in full gallop. <laughs> oh, no. That's what it looked like. I don't think he, I, I don't even think he broke stride. Ran oh, straight to the end zone, right? So. Yeah, if this guy is less than a hundo, I am happy. <laughs> Let me see this. Oh, who is who's that? Okay, that's another thing though. Who's at a hundo this time of year? Right? Uh, Quarterbacks? Not maybe? really. I mean, look, I, everyone's got their little bumps and bruises. Right. But can you play full speed? Okay. Whatever full speed is, yeah. and I, I would bet, no matter what, like Lamarcus Joyner, a guy that plays through a lot of nicks and stuff, and mm-hmm. still can play. At a high level, He's I bet BA. Julio Jones is going to look the same. Probably, no matter what. So, yeah, I don't want him there. I don't. I don't want to face him. I'm well, trying to get a victory. It's probably too bad because yeah. uh, Dan Quinn did say today to Atlanta reporters that I don't think uh, he didn't practice today. This is Wednesday. Julio Jones did not practice today, but it's looking like he will probably practice Thursday, Friday. So yeah, he's gonna he's, play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of yeah. course he's gonna play. They're seven and five. They're now tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, for first place in the NFC South. Which after we saw the Buccaneers, it, it seems like they've been kind of sneakily getting back up into things in that NFC South over there. Doesn't shock me with Jameis Winston. It doesn't shock no, me either. Not yeah. at all. Uh, Jameis someday is, uh, is is going to get his team in position for an NFC title bid. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he's going to be there. Someday, maybe sooner than later. Right, he's going to be there. You and know? in a one-game playoff, I don't care who's on the other side, Jameis Winston is competitive. Yeah. Yeah, and can beat you. So, yeah, he's going to be there. doesn't shock me at all. Atlanta, I mean, are you a Matt Ryan fan? Um, You know, I've not watched Matt Ryan probably as much as a lot of quarterbacks that I've seen in the league. You guys I, having a great he's year. Having, he's really having an MVP caliber season. Yes. He's got them at number three in total offense. Uh, they're number three in passing. They're number one in terms of scoring. In scoring, yeah. Yeah. He's the new Tony Romo because no matter no matter what he does, no matter what you rattle off as far as numbers, they're always going to say can't finish, can't win the big game. Well, he hasn't yet. But he's been close. He's he's gotten you to a point to where you're almost in the big mm-hmm. game. Um, a lot of guys struggle with getting over the hump. It, it's hard to get there. Of course. But this guy can play. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Can play. If Jared Goff grows up to be Matt Ryan, I'll be happy. 
Yeah. I'll, big smile. Would you be happy? Absolutely. I think all of L.A. would be happy. I think so, too, because Matt Ryan's been one of the more consistent quarterbacks in the league over the last, I don't know, six years. What is he in? His sixth, seventh yeah. year? I should probably Playoff know Playoff caliber. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something you can't say about every single quarterback out there. There's Super no. Bowl caliber, there's playoff caliber, and there's everyone else. Right. And uh, I think one of the things that they've done really, really well is just take the big shots. You know, they, they are number one in the league. They're tied with the Saints with 53 passing plays of at least 20 yards. And then they're top in the league with 15 passing plays over at least 40 yards. I, you know, speaking of challenges, if you're Tremaine Johnson, do you want to travel with him? Yeah, you know what? We, we talked to Tremaine Johnson yesterday um, after practice. He was, like, on one. Like, I've never really seen Tremaine. Like, Tremaine Johnson's on an excitable... Yeah, that's a more of a younger person. I, I, it just sounded funny coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, on but it's one. The, it's the only way I can he, like describe it. He, he was, was fired just, up. Yeah, he was so, so fired he wants up. The challenge. Yeah, he really does want the challenge, and you know, he even told that reporters that's to the plan, and that you know he would be following Julio Jones. Well, who's the, here's the other question: What choice do you have? You kind of don't have much of a choice, yeah. especially if EJ Gaines is still out. EJ Gaines left Sunday's game against the Patriots um, with a quad injury, yeah. thigh injury, whatever they wanted to call I it. I like but, the size. Of Mike Jordan. Yeah. And maybe he gets better. From... I thought Mike Jordan played well with what he was tasked to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, there's, there's, now you're on film. Uh -huh. now, now there's a chance to game plan you. Um, so uh, look, every offense is going to try to dictate the matchups they want. So if Tremaine doesn't follow Julio all over the field, depending on what defensive set is right. given, at some point, they're going to have that matchup there. And I would bet dollars to donuts, that's where Matt Ryan goes with the ball. Dollars to donuts. That's an older person term. Apparently Like on is. one is new, <laughs> dollars to donuts is old. How about that? But it's here's true. something. Can you remember <clears throat> Julio Jones ever, or a guy that hit Julio Jones being flagged for defenseless receiver rule? Uh, no. You don't see it often. not, because he's huge. Um. Guys and receivers, I love this. And this is another old thing. Watching Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Ricky Prohl, who's mm -hmm. now coaching for the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Um, they wouldn't just stand in front of the jugs machine, the ball machine, and just catch and drop, catch and drop. They would also catch and that transition from catch to put that thing away. Oh, yeah. And it was just as quick as the hands going up. So Julio's the same way. He's complete. When he catches it, he snatches it. He's in running form in a blink. So he's no longer defensive. He's right. offensive. Mm -hmm. And he's always looking for the box. Slant, mm -hmm. go route, dig route, what have it you. It doesn't matter, yeah. He's always looking for the box. So, yeah, the, the, the tough part is covering him. Mm -hmm. Even tougher than that is getting him on the ground after he's got it. Right. He's that type of guy. Yes, he is. And, you know, the, the interesting thing, though, is that, you know, so we brought up the fact that they're number one, you know, in the mm -hmm. passing plays, whatever. So, but the Rams are number four. Because they've only given up 31 passing plays of at least 20 yards. Right. So that and they're at number two. They're tied with four passing plays of 40 plus. So this is like a good matchup of strengths, I think. You know, you've got this this uh, this passing game for Atlanta that likes to take their shots, that can get yards down the field, and then the Rams have done a really good job this year of limiting those yeah. big passing plays. Well, I, I hope Quinn plays. Because that'll help. That's a big reason yes, why you can't get the ball downfield. Exactly. That and is, Donald, is, too. Yes. Yeah, because if you to get that ball downfield, you're going to have to hold it just to beat longer, right. which means... Aaron Donald is most likely Quinn, going to get there. With quick beats can can hit you. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a trade-off there, but that's the thing. If the deep ball's not there, that mean, that doesn't mean Julio's gone. 
Right. That just means the routes are going to get shorter. Right. And Matt gets the ball to him fast. Yes, yeah. he does. And you know what? What the other interesting thing about that offense is that it's not just Julio Jones. They've got guys like Taylor Gabriel and Muhammad Sanu. And Another good when, guy. Yeah. Big. He's huge. <laughs> yeah. And Taylor Gabriel is not, though. No, but he used to Sanu. play for the. Yeah, I know. Gee, skyscrapers. Yeah. yeah. And what. What, what ends up happening <laughs> is that these guys are so into their system. I think offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan has done a really good job with them because once if, – if you decide that you're going to take Julio Jones away, they're going to go to Gabriel, they're going to go to Sanu, and they're still going to beat you. And that's kind of what happened a couple weeks ago when they played Arizona. Um, and I've and got, don't forget Freeman. Yeah, exactly. Who's, al- who's always chipping away at you. Yes, and that's yeah. exactly the thing. I mean, you can look – Run and pass. Right, and you yeah. can look at what they did. I mean, uh, again, against Arizona – couple weeks ago gabriel had four receptions 75 yards two touchdowns sanu eight receptions 65 yards jones four receptions for 35 so they're still going to beat you they're still going to get their points they're still going to get theirs even if you can somehow manage to try to take uh julio home julio easy for me to julio say. Ha? who's julio ha? does he play for the falcons or the rams i was gonna say julio Ju- i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> Julio Jones. Yeah, well, that's away. I, I know what you mean. That's a function of Matt Ryan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is w- the difference between a Matt Ryan and an Andy Dalton. Really? I think Andy Dalton, in a way, just fires it for AJ Green. He's well, looking for him, and then if, if it if you if it's not there, I got problems. Well, I mean, that's, about, that's well, overstating think about, it. Think about think yeah. about who Andy Dalton doesn't have anymore. Muhammad Sanu. True. And Marvin Jones, who is now really doing a good job in right. Detroit. Well, I mean, you just have and to Hugh know. And Hugh Jackson, who is now yeah. the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. You, but you have to know every defense is going – their primary goal is to stop Julio. So when right. you have a key as to where those safeties are rolling to, it, it behooves you to th- fire it backside. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's what Matt Ryan does, and they're smart. But it, the running game is what really keeps you off balance because if you – if you want to go with seven in the box, that guy's good enough to, to beat you. Absolutely, he is. By himself. I mean, he's tremendous uh, running the football and receiving it out of the backfield. So uh, it, it's a full-court battle for, for, for a defense. Well, Freeman's averaging four and a half yards a carry, and I think when you watch their games, you just see the way their zone blocking scheme works. He can, yes. cut, he can cut, he gets through the hole, and then they gash guys. And so I think that's part of also how – they get in position to take their shots down the field is because they know that whenever they, even if they don't get it on second down, you yeah. can still either get it on third down with your quarterback or you can run it for that little bit of short yardage because these guys up front are doing a good enough job. Bring the oxygen tanks to the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, because um, especially for the front seven because you're going to be running all over hell. You probably will be. Yeah, yeah. They're going to make you cover a lot of grass in the middle. Well, this is, and this is the thing too. So, I mean, we saw this last week where, the Rams offense can't get going, right? And because of that, you're leaving your defense on the field for What did you say about while. the offense? The offense can't get going. That's and you're so nice. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a nice way to say it, Miles. You're, I mean, really, You're not wrong. Yeah, the offense What did you say again? I said the offense can't get going. The offense can't get going. An offense that had 162 total so yards. So my kid brings home an F. I say what? Just <laughs> I mean, how do I politely say that, you know? Yeah. Wife drives home with it, and there's another dent in the car. Uh, what do I say? <laughs> that your wife. At least it's not totaled. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. I'm just saying, help me, yeah. I got, I got another How many yards in the first half? 25. And then, what? how did you describe it again? I said the offense couldn't get going. Couldn't get going, going. okay. <laughs> wow, we are in a PC world. 
Well, okay. We're also like we're also in the Ram studio connected by AT&T. What? It's so like, there's a reason I put things the way I put things. I think they saw it too. Everybody saw it. Exactly. I, okay, the offense had a very poor showing. How's that? That's all you got. It was a poor offensive day. Okay, for pretend the Los like we're Angeles not on a Rams. podcast. No. <laughs> I am not. I like my job. I like eating and sleeping what? indoors. How can you argue to the contrary? No, Whoever would get would mad. Say, nobody would say otherwise, I don't think. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm telling you. You're the just truth, trying to be a nice guy. No, I, I'm just I'm just telling the truth. That it's the truth. They had a poor offensive day. That's what it was. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes. I mean, there's I'm, and I'm big bone. I'm describing. <laughs> I'm describing the thing with numbers and with the words right. that I've give that I've been giving. Twenty five. You can draw your own conclusions from twenty five <laughs> yards in the first half. I like it. And hundred sixty two yards in the second half because you got a sixty six yard pass on fourth down and eleven. Those are facts. I just pictured you on a stage, in yeah? a debate. <laughs> just I just pictured you right there. He's really selling that crap. <laughs> I'm not selling anything. I just told you what, what it was. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, but as we go forward, though, yes. like, how can they get out of this poor offensive base oh, thing? Because, man. you know, again, well, one, catch you the lost, freaking ball. Right, you've lost seven of eight, but I, I want to drive this point home, Re- though. The, that you've forget the record. Ten, no, 10 yeah. points or less. In the in five of the last six games, yes, right. Ten points or fewer. Excuse me, as I please grammar please. Who's going to score the next Rams touchdown? Todd. Okay, see when whenever they talk about the next four and uh, they're trying to figure out where's your next win coming from. I'm trying to figure out who's going to score the next TD. Wow, that's like that's a that's a new turn on like the old Jim Mora playoffs. Well, I'm just saying, you know? but this is where you are. So how do you get better? Go back to basics and forget record. Absolutely. Forget all that extraneous stuff. Because um, in your mind, in your heart of hearts, you're thinking eight and eight. You have to be. In, in a perfect world, you have got to you're be. thinking we're going to win every single game and finish this thing at eight and eight. But well, this, yeah. and you know what? This goes back to last year. I mean, this is eerily similar to last year, aside from the, I mean, it, to be honest, like the, the offense is worse. You're not, you're not scoring any points really now, whereas you were scoring some last year. You never had a stretch of five of six where you scored 10 points or fewer, right? Like this is this is new. Yeah. So you're scoring 15 points a game. That's one point more than two touchdowns. Wow. And Atlanta's scoring 32.9. So, I mean, unfortunately, that's where twice you are. Twice as much. <laughs> twice as much. Yeah. More than twice as much. Yes. So your offense has helped your defense out in this game. It, it, you're going to have to score points. And yes, field goals are going to be wins for your defense, but at the same time, you got to put the ball in the end zone because that's the only way you can beat this team. Stop. Uh, just start with no mental errors on offense. Yeah. No false starts. No drops. Uh, none of the stuff that we saw in New England. Right. Uh, start, no, I, that, yeah. start there and put an offense together. Put a drive together and put the ball in the end zone. You've got enough guys to do that. Yeah. I think for the most part, the Rams, I'm, there's been some good defenses out there, and they've made some plays. Tip your cap to the, the Patriots. But for the most part, I think the Rams' offense has stopped themselves. Well, yeah, and, and they say this all the time. You know, it's yeah. about us. It's about what we do and how we play and all that. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. We're there. We see it at practice, and we track. And the, the same look that they worked against is what you're getting in a game. Right. Right? And, Execute. And you can kind of figure out where they're going and how they're going to put the ball in the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm gonna try. Yeah. hold, false start, drop pass. Mm-hmm. Now you're in third and a mile. Well, you don't have a plan for that. 
Right. Right. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, it's... your plan is be conservative, throw it out. May- maybe he makes the first down. Maybe Benny does. Maybe he doesn't. He has Punt the football, play defense. Yeah. But if you stay on track, stay ahead of the chains, you can run your offense. Exactly. And that's how you win games. Right. Or lose them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I said, I mean, 4-8, and eight, this is where the Rams were last year. The difference is at this point last year, they dismissed Frank Signetti and they promoted Rob Boris. So now Rob Boris has had a full 16 games as the Rams offensive coordinator. This is the time now where guys – I'll put it like this. December – Searching for the polite word. See? Just say what you feel, man. Dece- I'm trying to. I'm trying to be measured. <laughs> Just say it. I'm trying to be like President okay. Obama. You, you notice <laughs> he never – he will never say anything without at least trying to be a little bit measured with it because the one time he did, he called well, that's Kanye the president West. of the United States. Yeah, I, I think the I, president Miles. should set a good example of things we should do. Okay. And for him, I'm using this example, well, I, and I'm trying to be measured. I, if you're if – you're, just say what you feel about the offense. I don't think that's going to make it around the world. <laughs> it's not going to matter globally what you say. I, this is football. But I'm trying Speak to make freely. I'm trying to make a coherent <laughs> larger point about December. Like no. there's a podcast I listen to. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. That's where I'm from. And they always talk about how December in Berea is a unique experience. December where? In Berea. It's where uh, the Browns facility is. Okay. And it's a unique experience all on its own. And we know that the Browns have a lot of problems they have since they came back in 1999 because the real franchise is in Baltimore. But um, as December unfolds, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yes. Right? And December is a time when jobs can be earned and jobs can be lost. And I think that is not just where the Rams are, but it's Our where decisions a lot have of, been made. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's where a lot of teams are around the league. And so these last four games, they mean a lot. And yeah. so you have to be focused and you have to act like that because it's not just this game. I mean, Les Snead was talking about this with you guys on, on the coaches show last night, you know, where you have a lot of evaluation decisions to make right. in this that may not have been made in this time and then in January as these things, you know, really start going into the offseason. You know, the first guy that pops into my head is Dominic Easley. Hmm. You got four games left, four games left on a one-year prove-it deal. Yeah. Time to wreck shop. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, and it, I thought he's done a great job all year. He's done. Uh, he's done a nice job in that rotation. He's already, got yeah. four more opportunities to do X, Y, and Z. Tremaine Johnson. Yes. Almost in the same boat. It's 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 a prove it deal. It is. Um, coming back from that injury so quick, I'm still shocked by it. Yeah. The fact that he's on the field. I mm-hmm. thought he'd be back now from that thing. <laughs> so the fact that he's been playing has been amazing. So yeah, he's got four opportunities. So. Like Guys, I said, Brian Quick, too. Brian Another Quick. guy on the one-year One more time. Yeah. Yes, one more. Lance Kendricks, everybody. Yes. You, you've you got four more opportunities to either solidify perception or change it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way you'd have to look at it. Exactly, and that's why I think that, you know, despite the record, despite, you know, you see the graphics and it says Rams, though they're still in the hunt, whatnot, and obviously the Rams have to win all of their games and then get a little bit of help in order to make the postseason. That I don't... Playoffs? Yeah, exactly. That's the way I see it. You know, and I've seen it like this pretty much for the entire season. If you take care of your own business, things like playoffs and whatnot. Will take care of themselves. Exactly. But you've got to take care of your own business first. And the Rams have not been doing that for their last seven of eight games. And so that's why they're in the spot where they are now, where they've got to win these last four in order to have their first 500 season in, in, in a decade. 
That was very measured. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. That's what I'm very trying to do. You. That's you know, all I've been trying to do. Just so people know, there's two different Miles Simmons. Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's two different one, DeMarco Fars. There's Fars. this one and the real one. Okay, no. First of all, there's I'm pretty this real. this one and the real one. I'm pretty authentic. Well, the real one could have said everything he just said in like two words. No. <laughs> the real one probably would have used some expletives. That's what I mean. The, uh, no, see, uh, in we should two say, words. No, okay, not, three. It's not real. It's on air and then off the air. Right. You have to be able to, you know, differentiate You're kind of like Obama. On- you have two different handshakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean There's the corporate and then there's the what's up? <laughs> well, yeah, you have to you have to know when to kidding. hold them, know when to fold them. I go. I know. Know I, when to walk away, know when to run. Um look, this has been one hell of a year. It's been one hell of a last how, two weeks? Yeah. Media-wise, um and but you'd have to think that's got to be it, right? You better hope so. What else could come down on this team? Like if Dickerson I, I pops know. off again, it's not going to be shocking. Yeah. We've heard it before. <laughs> That's true. Um, what else on the Jeff Fisher front can we talk about? What other news can we bring out? I don't know that there would be much. Right. So I think we've reached a saturation point there. So no new meteor showers. Yeah. At least you can say that. I like you say meteor, like meteor media. <laughs> Were you trying to do that? Did I kill the joke? I'll just let you run away with that one. I mean, no, it was God. funny. I bet you get invited to all the parties. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we wrap, before we wrap this up, I mean, let's let's take a little look around the NFC West. Yeah, because sure. After this week, the Rams are going to be back in divisional play, and obviously, divisional play has been kinder to the Rams than non-divisional yes, play thank God. Uh, historically over the last few years. Um, so the Seahawks. They're playing at Green Bay this week, who's 6 and 6, and then the Rams obviously are going to go to their building, um, Seattle's building, I should say, and they're going to play the Rams on Thursday night football. That to me is going to be a very, very interesting matchup because of the short week, yeah. because of where Seattle's playing this week, and then you have to recover from, you know, being in Green Bay. That's a significant flight from Seattle and all that. Yeah. And then you've got to play the Rams. That That's going to be a really interesting game. And adjust without Earl Thomas. Yes, that, that's exactly. Gonna, I, I, I'd like to see what that defense looks like without Earl Thomas. Yeah. Um, and how offenses try to attack now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still have some great pieces in Seattle. Um, if anybody can overcome a loss of a guy like Earl Thomas, it would be Seattle and Pete Carroll. This is true. But we'll see. We'll see exactly what he meant to that defense. Well, and it's still Aaron Rodgers. It is. I know that they're having a down year, but, I mean, look, that guy can up jump and beat anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, short week is going to hurt both teams. Yes. Um, let's hope it hurts Seattle more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you can go up there and then beat them for the fourth time in a row. Yes. That would, How awesome would that be? To Finally, beat Seattle, travels on your Seattle side. Two, yeah. two weeks in a row. Yeah, oh, man. That would be awesome. Right. I'm, I'm, I've had enough of these cross-country flights, man. <laughs> like, Wasn't that crazy? I've had enough. When you finish a, an entire movie... And you still have four and a half hours to go. That's a long flight. You know what's funny <laughs> is like I don't really like watching movies on the planes. What do you What do you do? So Music? a lot of time. Well, when we're going. Needlepoint. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, is needlepoint. I, I play Bejeweled on my iPad. Beju- Bejeweled. This thing is on. This microphone is on. I know. See you. See, but this is That's what not I'm very saying. Presidential. This is what this is what I'm saying. You say there are two miles. Like this is the. I feel comfortable sharing with the world. I play Bejeweled on my iPad for most of the flight. It's like the little diamond mine thing. I did like two million points. It's cool, man. 
Like that's what I do. And so I li- and what I also do is I watch the flight tracker. So I'll listen you to podcasts. You just watch a line. Yeah. So I, I like to know how fast we're going. Like we were going really freaking fast on the way to Rhode Island this last flight. He's laughing at me like I'm the craziest person in the world. I don't know that I've ever seen you laugh harder than you are laughing right now. But this is what I do on flights. <laughs> I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. I listen to podcasts. Did you say we're going really freaking fast? We were. (laughs) You might not have been paying attention. We're on a plane. I know, but like. It's designed to go fast. Yeah, but like when you're in the sky and then like I'll tell the people on Twitter like, hey, like tweet me. I don't know. You always have a window seat, don't you? No, I don't. For the most part. Like if you fly commercial, you want a window. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I'm flying commercial, I want a window seat. Why? Uh, why? You're making just, fun of me because no. I think it's amazing that we get in these metal tin cans and we're in the sky and somehow we also have Wi-Fi and we're just like sitting there in this chair and then four hours later we're across the country. That's crazy. To answer your question, yes. I'm making fun of you for all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. That's why I'm making fun of you right now. Well, um, Arizona, you mentioned yeah, around the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, six, and one right now. Yeah. They play at the Dolphins and they play at the Hey, Saints David Johnson's really fast. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's really freaking fast and he's really freaking good out of the backfield. Right. So he's going to be, I mean, he is going to be one of their pieces to build around for like the next team. He's probably the next kind of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. You were like, man, when is this guy going to be out of our lives? He kind of snuck up on you. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, you saw him. He was a return guy. He got more reps. And then all of a sudden, the guy's one of the better backs in the league. And I agree with you, man. Um, it seems like Arizona just grows a new thorn in the Rams' side every yeah. single year. Yeah. Um, uh, Adrian Wilson, Larry Fitzgerald, Calais Campbell, and now this guy. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Oof, oh, man. my God. He's even, still there. I know. He's not he, even in uniform. He's still there. He, right? No, even in Detroit, he's but, still a thorn. Yeah, they never got it out. It's oh, still there. man. Yeah. And then the, the Niners right now, obviously, not having the season that they probably envisioned, especially after week one, which has turned yeah. out to be their only win of the season so far. They've, they're going to have a chance to get another one this week. Uh, they're facing the Jets, who are 3-9, and nine, and they're going to face – they're going to be at the Falcons – who are seven and five uh, the following week. You got four wins in December. That's bad, right? What do you mean four The wins? Rams have four wins in December. Yes, four wins That's at the beginning bad. of December. It, it is Would not Would you good. rather be that team or the team that lost to a one-win team? Well, you are the team. I, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the same if you could pick, team though, right now. If you could pick. I, you mean the lose team that to lost? the worst team in the league or have four wins in December? Well, the worst the worst team in the league is arguably the Browns or the Jaguars. Okay, one of the worst teams in the okay, league. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Jets are also kind of are up there. So True. I mean, like so are it's you a- to, what are you yeah. what are you asking me? It's are you the, asking me if you would rather bad, be the Jets? They just have a bad record. I re- really? I it, Brandon Marshall. Did you watch the game on Monday I know. night? Marshall's on that team. They've got Forte's on that game? team. Ah. Forte's on that team. They've got some dudes, but those dudes are kinda old. They can still ball, though. Marshall, yes. Marshall and Forte. They, and they got I, a I good D line. I mean, there's look, there's no reason, and there's no, there's no reason why that team should be that bad. It, they, yes, Outs- there is. Maybe it's the quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, that's what I mean. They're not a bad team. They just have a bad record. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, whoever. I think the I next think quarterback your are, is what you are, right? Like, if you have a bad record, then how are you not a bad team? Okay, Parcells. Well, no, I, but that's you are what your record is. He's right. Okay, how many? Okay, if you had a choice, you could pick players from any team. How many 49ers are you taking? How many Cleveland Browns are you taking? I'm not taking many Cleveland. How many Browns, Jets would you take? 
I take yeah, okay. That's a fair point. I would take a few jets. I would. That's, I would take. I would take a lot of their guys on the D line, and then you're talking about. I would take Brandon Marshall. I probably wouldn't. That's take what I mean. Forte. Good team, bad record. It happens. That's okay. football. Yeah, yeah, that is football. There's some bad teams with great records throughout history. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Okay. This right. is fair. Yeah. All right. Fine. Well, let's. We should probably he hates wrap this it when up. I'm right. No, All I, I got was the okay. See, that's the real miles right there. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you made a good point. I mean, like there are there are teams that have dudes with bad records, but I still I always go to the Parcells thing, and I've argued with my mom about this a lot. Like, yeah, you are what your record is. Except for college football, with you. Okay, you and your Michigan. Well, I still right, think people... Michigan's a better team than Ohio State, even though they lost to Ohio State like a week and a half ago. Right, but that doesn't mean. But you have to go off of what the results are too, right? Right. Like, so Ohio State earned their spot in the college football playoff to me. If Ohio like, State beat Michigan, that means what? It means that they beat the number three, excuse me, the number three team in the nation. Doesn't and mean that they're they better? earned their spot in the playoff. It doesn't mean they're better. Not necessarily then because the better team the loses all the time. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I'm sorry, but all these Penn State people who are like, well, we won uh, the Big Ten championship, so we should be in the college football playoff. Like, you lost two games, okay? Enough. Like, enough. Describe you the face two. of that voice. Please, <laughs> describe know. the face of that voice. I need to know where that came from. It's it's a whiny face. Yeah. It's the, it's the face for whiners. Okay. It's the All face right. that whiners, that, that I think That's somebody make. you know. No, oh. it's not. No, not. Eh, it might be. That might be. That's like an ex-roommate. <laughs> no, no. All my roommates have been good. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had good roommates. Okay, I don't maybe somebody else's people. roommate. Maybe. A friend's roommate. It, it's I'm somebody. It probably closer. is somebody. Okay. That's so funny. Yes. All right. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to leave it at that probably. DeMarco, give him a parting shot. With one thing that you would like to leave the people with. There are two different miles. <laughs> <laughs> there are. It. You're getting one right now. That's my parting shot. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, my parting shot is that um, I think this could be a better game for the Rams than the uh, last game. Okay. That's that's what I think. I think that they're going to be refocused and they're going to see that this is December. This is the time where you are going to earn your spot, right? I, I think that's what this is. Yeah. Well, real parting shot, I can say, is <laughs> no, really. Um, records be damned now. Mm -hmm. You've got four games left, like we said, to to prove it. Everybody's on a prove it right now. Yeah. No matter what. If you're wearing a headset, coach's headset, or a helmet, mm -hmm. you're all in the same deal right now. you got four games left to turn this around. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. Defar, thank you as always You're for joining me. Appreciate it. And Tell the other miles I said hi too. I will, absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Matt, for being my producer today. Appreciate it. And thank you guys for watching, listening, wherever you may be in football. We will see you next time. <laughs>